Do I get to go first? Yeah. You do. You do. Lucky you. Welcome to the family with Mike Bryant. Alex Brant-Bernard-Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant-Bernard. I got a special guest coming up in about a minute or two, but we just uh, the story just popped up. Uh, maybe, actually now it says two days ago, though. Well, it's, it's been the weekend, so yeah, it probably weekend, didn't. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Apparently, Al Roker has been fired. Jeez, he's worked there for how long? Yeah, he's been there. He's a long time. Long time. A lot of different weights. Basically, since yeah. time began, I think. Yeah, since time well, began. Has he been fired or has he been It says replaced. Yeah. It says replaced. That doesn't so necessarily mean he's been fired. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is 68. He's retirement well, age, and I'm sure says, he has plenty of money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The story in, I don't know, uh, what is it? I Net worth is apparently um, about $70 million. Well, I would definitely retire. I would retire, yeah. I feel well, like you can retire. Yeah. Apparently had a sarcastic joke about Mike Tirico. Who's that? Uh, Mike Tirico is a sportscaster for NBC. Uh. was calling a student from Paris. So apparently there's been a couple of things going on. So they did <laughs> fire him. I don't know. Well, they replaced him. and Yeah, but yeah, so. that doesn't mean... Necessarily. More and will be revealed, I'm sure. Thursday, some tension between him and co-host. So Yeah, it doesn't sound like he just decided to step aside. But maybe he they'll make it look like that. It's like, you know what? I've reached the end of the road and I'm gonna step aside and yeah, maybe. <clears throat> well, Jacob Sabaroff is a respected, widely respected journalist and former M- NSNBC correspondent. And he's gonna do the weather? Apparently. Isn't that well, what Al Roker does? The weather? Is the weather? Really? I mean you know. Do you need much to do the well, weather? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Why yeah. would you hire a qualified guy to just sit there and read temperatures? How do you spell Roker? R-O-K-E-R. Like poker, but Joker. Like poker. Well, nobody on Twitter seems to give a crap about it. I don't think they do care. Probably not. Well, the only thing that I could see was on MSN on the news. They're probably too busy talking about the UFOs. Well, they they did say that he was outside enjoying the first ever epic summer block party, and 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 the guy was inside doing the weather. So uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll ask Ron James. Ron, while you're tracking uh, UFO, you ever run into Al Roker floating around the universe? <laughs> well, I know who Al Roker is, and we have crossed paths a couple of times, but it wasn't UFO related. Yeah, Ron, apparently it says Al Roker's been replaced uh, with Jacob Sabaroff, so we're trying to figure out why that was. He's been there a long time, right? He's been there a long time. But you know, with all the shuffles we've seen in some of these mainstream media outlets, nothing would surprise me. There's a lot of that going on. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of that going on. I don't understand it, but that's just me, ladies and gentlemen. Ron James' new documentary, Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations. Oh, you got Matthew Modine to narrate it. That's a good... Yeah, don't worry about my feelings, Ron. You get Matthew Modine. I'm deeply hurt. The hell? <laughs> Matthew Modine was a, was a godsend to this documentary. Sure. And uh, everything that's... It, it's really interesting because all the stuff that we're seeing come out in the media right now, the, uh, the people that are breaking these stories, the story that's being broken, it's all documented in the film. And... Um, it's almost like the, today's headlines were ripped straight out of my movie. So, Ron, so how long have they been talking about that? I, I remember my father, and my father left the house when I was seven years old, so that was a long time ago. He was talking about UFOs back in, like, 1958. That's because of Star Trek. No. No, Star, Star Trek, Trek wasn't no. on yet. No. The other one. What's his? Yeah, there was no other one back then, I don't yeah. think. Was 
Star Trek was the first one in Wasn't Star there Wars. A, I thought we had some alien stuff since they started. Well, I mean, there was like filming. War of the Worlds and stuff. Yeah. It existed. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. There we go. And there that's were comic true. books that did stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Superman was from space. Yep, that's yep. true. Yep. He was from the planet. So, what was it? Krypton. So was your documentary talking about the hearings coming up, and then they had the hearings, or how how did that work? My documentary first? was talking about the things they're having the hearings about. Okay. Congressman Tim Burchett is in my film, and I'm about to release a never-before-seen video of me sitting in his office briefing him about the entire history of this event uh, from Roswell moving forward. Uh, the film provides documentation of crash retrieval programs, recovered materials, Scientists who are on the record as studying the materials, what makes them unique, official government documents acknowledging the existence of recovered craft and recovered materials from uh, non-human craft. So it's all documented in the film, like I was a lawyer taking the case to court. And then all of a sudden, everything that I put in the movie, the story that I have told in the movie, is now being echoed by David Grush on Capitol Hill. Hmm. Interesting. It's all true. Can, I, know, so that, can I ask a okay. question? What I don't understand is if the government is sitting on all of this evidence, why would they sit on all of this evidence? What's the point of hiding everything from the American public? The world. Yeah. When this first started, they, they put together a group to manage the information. We dug up in the movie that the Army had, right around the time of Roswell, constituted a group called the uh, Interplanetary Phenomenon Research Unit of the Office of uh, Technical um, uh, support That's a long and title. so we know that they were yeah i know it's pretty wild we were <laughs> sounds like the government and, and, and then we know that they put together a group some people say it was a group called majestic 12 and they identify who was in it we don't know that it's for sure that group and those people but it only makes sense that if you had some kind of anomaly happen like a you know a craft that you can identify crashing in the desert um, you would put together a group and that group would figure out okay what are we going to do with this information it was decided that it needed to be kept secret for a variety of reasons, including not upsetting society as right. the status quo, right. um, not wanting to reveal that we had possession of this exotic technology to our adversaries. And so over the years, this group became accountable to, to practically no one. And a lot of this technology and a lot of these things ended up inside corporate programs with minimal government oversight. And then over time, the institutional memory within government of what actually happened kind of vaporized to the point where there's very, very few people that know the whole story anymore, and they're not talking. So, so it, it was kind of like they started something that, that, that now they have to figure out how to finish, and it's, it's quite awkward for them because you can't just go on and admit, well, yeah, sure. uh, we perpetrated the biggest hoax ever on humanity, and now we're trying to figure out how to tell you guys the truth, but we have to lie our way out of it, just like we lied our way into it. And that's what we're seeing. So what technology supposedly has come out of this? Well, in the film, we talk about a lot of different technologies that, that they were studying. We have do government documents where they're actually uh, researching the practicality of things like traversable wormholes, uh, biometric uh, uh, telepathy-controlled human interfaces, non-touch non interfaces, uh, all kinds of space technology, um, materials that are um, uh, things like room-temperature superconductors, which has been like the holy grail mm -hmm. they haven't been able to, to obtain yet, um, materials that seem to be tuned at a, at a pre-existing optical frequency when, when manufactured. The one thing about all the materials that were in this Freedom of Information Act release, and they're outlined in the movie, is that these reports are like 
well, here's these materials. Here's what they're made of. Here's what they might do. And, and it, it begs the question, what company goes out and creates a sophisticated, highly technological material, and they're not really sure what they're going to do with it? The answer is nobody. It's, it's actually proof that we have these materials that, that we, we simply could not um, uh, identify their purpose. So, so if a company takes us on, I mean, this would have been originally in the 40s, right? Yeah. So so we're talking, what, uh, 40, 60, uh, 70 years ago. So even somebody that would have been 20 then would be 90 now. So um, I, so is this is this technology just not been used or or what? Is it used there, internally some or? It, some, of, some of it has been reverse engineered to the point, you know, like some of the coatings they put on stealth fighters, possibly. Um, some of the technology, like uh, there's stories about fiber optics and advanced circuitry coming out of these things. They've been there's there's a reasonable amount of debunking out on that too. So I'm not hanging my hat on it, but it, there there is evidence that companies like Lockheed, Raytheon, were able to take some of these materials and create our own versions of them <laughs> that have practical applications even today that are actually out there. <laughs> and um, so the uh, so there's that. And um, then there's also uh, a lot of information that tends to point to the fact that some of these crafts and some of this technology, we're really unable to reverse engineer. And every once in a while, you know, they, they would come and they'd bring in a new team of scientists and they'd look at these things and try to figure out these propulsion systems and things like that. And that over time, very little progress was made. Hmm. And some of these programs had... had um, budget that was cut because of the lack of results. And so this stuff has been happening inside the corporate uh, um, shield where they're free from Freedom of Information Act requests. And so the it's, it's this very com- compartmentalized, stovepiped uh, labyrinth that has resulted from, from what happened. And it's um, if you're in government, you can kind of understand it, but your average front-facing politician your average person at the Pentagon, they are as in the dark as anybody. Mm-hmm. So is there indication that there's still contact or this was just old contact and there hasn't been any more contact? Well, you know, that without putting on the lunatic fringe hat and just keeping with what I can make a reasonable case for, <clears throat> there seems to be some evidence that very rudimentary contact was made, but not necessarily with all of the uh, different uh, species and life forms that might be a play here. We're, we're possibly looking at phenomenon that is both interstellar, interdimensional, uh, and types of life that we might not even understand, uh, energy-based beings, um, a, a whole race of, of highly technological advanced species that could be living inside the Earth that we just don't even know about. So the options are, there's, there's a lot of options, but the one thing that seems to be coming out is that humanity is absolutely in the presence of a non-human intelligence with technology that is way beyond anything we can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that is something that I would hang my hat on as the uh, media relations director for MUFON, which is the largest organization studying this on a civilian as well, far as the wild speculation, I, I, I try not to go too far. Right. Well, I wish that they would just, like, you know, pop up and say, hey... <laughs> Just, you know. Say hello. Yeah, this is, yeah, I wish that they would be more. 
Well, let's visible. face it. I think we were, if there was a galactic federation, so to speak, say there's a lot of different spacefaring species and they're able to traverse the vast distances through wormholes and, and using physics in ways that we don't understand. And they have some sort of a loose alliance to keep from destroying each other. <clears throat> Humanity is not going to be on the guest list for the party when we're just running around acting like monkeys and threatening to kill each other with nuclear bombs. Right. We're just not invited. So we have to evolve, I believe, as a species and get our act together so that we're not so dangerous and self-destructive. And until we can do that, they have every reason to conceal their existence. Hmm. So maybe another million years <laughs> before we if stop we acting like apes. Years. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think we have that much time. No, it wouldn't seem to be. Uh, now, do you think part of this is the fact they don't want to terrify people? Look, I mean, this is a horribly harsh thing to say, but about two-thirds of the planet... Is not they're not the brightest people on earth. I mean, are you going to terrify these people by revealing if the government did reveal it or they revealed it? Because uh, I, I heard one person talk about the fact that these very beings could wipe out an entire solar system in about two seconds. Now, most people are going to be so terrified that is, is that part of it? They're trying not to terrify people by not talking about it. There could be an element to that. Yeah. You know, we, you guys were talking a minute ago about how this is all just popping up and how in the 50s and stuff we had Star Trek, but we had a lot more than that. In the 1950s, the UFO topic was as big, if not bigger, right. than it is today. It was worldwide news. We had the military of the time, and we point this out in the movie, saying the exact same things, almost verbatim, like the guys managing this information couldn't find a new screenwriter. General Samford came on in the 50s and said the government's studying craft of unknown origin that are doing things that we can't explain, and we're committed to finding out what they are. And, I mean, it's just like it's, a, it's virtually a repeat of everything this guy said um, at, the, at the first UFO hearings. And so we're, we're literally seeing a regurgitation of old, of old stories uh, set with a new narrative that is very carefully controlled. What year was War of the Worlds, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds? That was in the 30s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that was back when they still had just radio shows. Like, I don't remember the exact date. Right. Well, it was the book before. was 1895. 1895? Wow, really? H.G. Really? Wells. Oh, yeah. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was that old. Because but it involved Martians. When he did the radio show, I guess it terrified. Some people literally killed themselves. What? It yep. terrified people. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know about that. They did this thing. It was a, like a fake alien invasion. It was yep. a radio show. Yep. And people thought it was real, and they wigged out. See, that brings us to the to yep. the point about this. you asked. You know how it would affect society. <clears throat> it's all about the context. If the government came forward and said, you know, there's there's non-human intelligence. They're all around us. They're doing their thing. We're doing ours. They don't appear to be a threat, and um, we have every reason to believe that that uh, we're peacefully coexisting. People are going to go, yeah, we knew there was something going on, so that's cool. And they're going to go back to paying their electric bills and watching the Kardashians. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> And says, hey, you know what? Uh, there's these things in our sky. Sometimes they're aggressive. We have absolutely no ability to control what right. they do or to defend against them. And we don't know what they want. Well, and they might want something, you know, we might not be uh, at the top of the food chain. Well, that's when you're going to see a little bit of societal reaction. So really it's the context of the disclosure, not so much the disclosure. Yeah. 
Well, you've got a you got a huge religion religious issue that pops up if you suddenly yeah, have I suppose, a, yeah. a, a, we become monkeys compared to everything else. You know, mm-hmm. then you know you got all sorts of questioning that goes on with with beliefs that we have. Well, you know, the Catholic Church not too long ago, and we know for a fact that the Vatican is actually in possession of genuine documentation about non-human intelligence engaging humanity. They, it's in it's in the Vatican vault. I've worked with the big the, uh, Vatican the, vault. With yeah, the, and, the... and they refuse to come off it, but they've got it. And not too long ago, a few years back, they they made an official statement saying that uh, the acknowledgement of extraterrestrials would not uh, would not conflict with uh, with the church's teachings. Hmm. And so, you know, the, the and then if you look at Islam, Islam actually has places where they they acknowledge that there's probably uh, non-human intelligence. Wow. So the even the religions are willing to, to support this because they have to. Yeah, they have no choice. What congressmen are pushing this, and, 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 so I worked, and why? I worked personally with Congressman Tim Burchett, and he was the one that was very prevalent in this last hearing. In fact, he actually mentioned my movie at the beginning of the hearings. I have a video that I'm about to release in the next couple of days of me sitting in his office back in January of 2022, um, where I actually tell him the whole story from Roswell forward about what we know about the, the materials and the crash debris and the crash retrievals and, and all of the things that, that we have evidence for. So we have on the record, and we're about to release it, where he was told all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that, that Tim is a, he's just a regular guy like, like all of us. He's actually a really genuinely good guy. And, um, and he's had a personal interest in this topic all along. And I didn't really tell him anything he didn't already know. Um, and so he's taken a, taken it upon himself to make this, you know, his personal crusade in Washington. He knows we're being lied to. Uh, it, in fact, all of them do. I had lunch with Andre Carson. He's the one that ran the first hearing, and I got to talk to him for an hour about this topic. And uh, and he knows we're being lied to, uh, and and they don't like it. They mm. they're they're, liter- they're blatantly being deceived and stonewalled by the Pentagon, by the Defense Intelligence Agency. And by all of the other people that have the, the alphabet soup agencies that all have a piece of the puzzle, and the, and the Air Force, of course, they're knee deep in this stuff, and they're the most silent of all the services. They're being stonewalled by these guys, and they know it. They're not happy about it, and I don't think some of them are not going to give up. And and you know, we're in Washington D.C. We have a lobbying firm that is talking to these people every day. We're talking to Senator Gillibrand. We're talking to Mike Gallagher. We're talking to Marco Rubio. We're talking to these people. Mufon is doing it, and um, and we're keeping the uh, we're keeping the flame on the 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 deception about the truth of the ET phenomenon, or at least of some non-human intelligence in our midst with very advanced technology. Uh, we can't hide from it any longer. It's it, it part of human advancement has got to incorporate the understanding of this truth. Is there any understanding of what? The first thing might be the the first night. If we actually did work together, what would they try to achieve at first? Do you think? As far as what? I mean, about anything. Trying to make the Earth better. Trying to, I mean, anything that might make. My, a, my personal belief, and I, this isn't an official position of Mufon, but I think we're on our own. <laughs> I yeah, think part of yep. that we haven't seen this is because. We, at some point, I mean, let's face it, if you're a galactic civilization, you've been here for billions of years, your technology is so advanced you can harness the power of the sun, which is not a stretch by, by um, 
some of the definitions of advanced civilizations that scientists have put out, then you know the Earth is a pretty valuable piece of real estate. It's right in the it's right in right. the sweet spot. It's a hotbed for genetic activity. It, it, it's it's a jewel, and it doesn't. It's not a stretch to assume that somebody might own it, and and it's not a stretch to assume that there's all kinds of purposes for this planet that we have nothing to do with. Hmm. We're only here for a blink of an eye in the, in mm-hmm. the in the time span of a galactic station. Completely different. Hmm. What a story this is! It's the biggest story ever facing humanity, honestly. And was there? A, I mean, so they were here. How 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 much? How long before we actually came along? They they obviously came and went. <laughs> I would assume. Um, well, I don't know if they went. We we don't. Yeah, know. that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. There, there, there's evidence that there was some sort of civilization on Mars. <clears throat> there's evidence that they found life on Mars in 1976 and covered it up. There's evidence that there was some sort of a nuclear catastrophe on Mars because there's certain radioactive isotopes in the in the atmosphere mm-hmm. that come from nowhere except a nuclear bomb or a supernova. And, and this is scientifically proven. It's not speculation. So there's a big mystery around Mars, big mystery around all this stuff. Wow. Wouldn't it be great if we could talk him into just taking out the most arrogant of us all and just leave the rest of us alone? What do you think? <laughs> Well, as long as they don't decide you're one of the most arrogant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Depends on who's making the call. Yeah, who's yeah. making the call? The big, message, the big message to me is humanity. We got to get our act together. We we got to quit killing each other. We got to quit killing the planet. We need to take on a more advanced and more compassionate way of existing. And if we don't, we're probably going to self destruct. And uh, and we're not going to be a part of the story moving forward in any significant way. Or we could have this amazing future where, you know, we have bases on Mars and Elon Musk lands SpaceX and we become a space civilization, Star Trek ahead. Um, but we have to get there. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, I just, Ron, I got, I got to be honest with you. What I've been thinking about the entire 21 minutes we've been talking is perception from the outside uh, looking in I don't know, and I'm 71 years old now, and I don't remember a time, and I'm sure it may have come and gone. I wasn't around in World War II or anything like that, but people hate each other so much right now. That cannot be a good look to an outsider, I wouldn't think. No. No, we are not. Yeah. I mean, what can we do? It's dire straits. All all of the things that we have to do to realize our best potential are the same things that I would think that any extraterrestrial species that's watching us and has high hopes for our development would want. So I've got this other interview. i got to pop off. You got it, Thank Ron. you. Thank you very much for your time, sir. All right. Thanks, guys. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights. 
rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to put us on the map, read these and let me know what you think. Okay. <clears throat> flagship Ford, drive a lot, save a little. Flagship Ford, you think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford, the largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford, there is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. Ron James, ladies and gentlemen, new documentary, Accidental Truth, UFO Revelations, narrated by Matthew Modine. Yeah, actually, Andy, why don't we just from now on do our interviews for 20 minutes? No, where yeah, we, that works. Where can we find it? I'm find sure you the, can find it on Amazon. On Amazon. <laughs> you can find Anywhere. everything on Amazon. You sure can. Let's see. Yeah. Well, this is a documentary, so I wonder. Yeah. Let's see. Does it even say? It does not say. Let's Google hmm. it. Do you think he was offended by the fact that during his entire speech that uh, Mike... Have some olive oil times. before you bet. No. <laughs> that just happened. Honestly, I you yelled three times. Did during I? It. Yes, you well, we bit tired. <sighs> That's real nice. uh, you, have, you have to go to YouTube, search okay. for it. Uh, the accident, Accidental Truth UFO Revelations. You'll find the trailer. And in the um, <laughs> comments of the trailer, there is a link to watch it. Hmm. It is on Genius. I wonder how many times he's been to Roswell. That's that's where my my um, dad grew up. In Roswell. In Roswell, yeah. They had a ranch that. right outside the bomb. Really? Oh, yeah. Fun. Uh, yeah. So there's a speculation that some of the cancer came from that, but oh. who knows? Oh yeah. Who knows? I still don't understand. I mean, if 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 this kind of stuff is happening and people just say, hey, you know what? We don't know what this means. We found this in the desert. It could be anything. 
We're going to look into it. I don't think that would cause a worldwide panic. Yeah. I think the, the, the original idea was that the military grabbed it for, for ideas, that they were doing research for super soldiers and, you know, all these things. But I, I, the, the math and the timing doesn't make sense to me unless somebody found, you know, internal youth in there. It's a lot of years in between when it happened, right. you know? I mean, and part of the reason why, if, if there's stuff that we can't understand or we haven't been able to reverse engineer, if there are those items in existence, maybe it's because we don't have the raw materials to make it. Mm-hmm. And okay. then there's the big question of what effect this would have on, on religion beliefs if we're suddenly found out to be apes, you know, that we are really unimportant in the universe and we're just this like mm-hmm. like ants you know i that think there's vast evidence that we are just a bunch of apes <laughs> vast yes. <laughs> yes. yes alex you had something to say so what is it that actually happened because all of a sudden on instagram yeah, i don't actually yeah, know all of a sudden on instagram it was like there's the government admits that there's yeah. aliens yes. there was a congressional hearing on yes. ufos and yeah. some guy said that we have non-human life locked away somewhere. But like, but I don't know what sparked it or if this guy is credible or is what. It true? Been, yeah, like what's actually happening? There's been various times when presidents have come in, like, I, and I think it was Jimmy Carter that was the first. But when by when um, when Carter came in, when I think it was Ford, they supposedly get briefed. And they have this discussion about, yep. oh, yeah, there's things that we know that mm-hmm. we can't tell you. And that's popped up at various times. And then there was that big movement towards, I don't know, what in the desert was that last year or two years ago where the whole groups of people were going out yeah. to area, whatever. That was a few, that was like four years ago. Was it that long? It was a while ago. It's COVID time. I don't understand, you know, time. The area yeah. 51, you know, yeah, yeah, what, what, the party or whatever. Yeah, they why had. did they go out there? What was the Because they point? thought we were going to be a big revelation. Or well, originally it was a guy made a joke post on Facebook mm-hmm. that said if enough people just run at Area 51, they'll run out of bullets eventually, right. and one of us will make it in. And then we'll find out and what's going on. Wow. people started running with the joke and spreading it everywhere, and so they turned it into basically a party in a nearby town. Yeah. Oh. And it became like, you know, Area 51 fest or whatever. And okay. then beyond that, you've got, like, Stonehenge and pyramids and things like the Mayan calendar that, that they don't think they had the technology to make it as perfect as they did. Yeah, so, the pyramids they've yeah, so the been talking about is that, that there had ages. to be somebody that came in and helped them, you know, and who that was and okay. and then the, the, the part of the idea was that in the 50s there was a plane or a plane crash and that's where we grabbed one of the aliens and tested them, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. I think if any the most um convincing argument for us, okay, let's say they have absolute proof of aliens. There are aliens living in Area 51 right now. They've got a little alien enclave. The only, the best reason I think that they would keep that secret is because a lot of Earth's religions would not handle that news well, and it could cause a lot of wars. Yeah. Okay, I mean, like Christianity wouldn't mesh well with the idea of aliens visiting us, I don't think. Why well, couldn't God have the Abrahamic life on another planet? Well, a lot of Christians do believe that, and they've actually believed that for thousands yeah. of years. They yeah. believe that there are other planets. You know, God made the entire universe, but um, fundamentalists who take the book of Genesis literally, God created the heavens and the earth, so well. it's just the earth and well, a bunch of stars. the heavens could include everything, right? Well, but then Jesus yeah, becomes... Like, Jesus, Jesus becomes something different if there's aliens that are better than Jesus. 
You know, so there's there's weird part. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a religion that used to believe the the everything spun around the earth. You know, they but right. they put well, Galileo to death. You know, so but yeah, you know. the um, I don't know if it would be as big of a deal if like 50 years ago there were a lot of people who took Genesis 100 percent literally. Mm-hmm. You know, seven days, Adam and Eve, all of it happened exactly as written. Now. I think pretty much all Christians and Jews believe that it's a metaphor for other things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't know. At this point, it might not be that big of a deal. But I still, if I had evidence of aliens, <laughs> I was the president and I had a document that says, look, there's a picture of an alien, I wouldn't release it. Well, there was talk that Trump was going to do that, that he was going to release the information. Well, he, he did the whole space he, force he, thing. Yeah, he, and, yeah. He, and he, force, he didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just want to know, do they have perpetual energy or not? Do they have something that keeps people alive I forever? I just you know? want to teletransport. That's all I want. <laughs> if they will give me that, they'll, they can take over the world. Where would you teletransport to? <laughs> Anywhere, like Anywhere? Tahiti for lunch. You know? <laughs> Go catch my own totally, fish. Come home totally. for dinner and, and oh make my, gosh, my fish. I would be... I would do stuff like that. I'd be eating <laughs> croissants every morning in uh, oh in France. Yeah. Yeah. No, not in Louis, France. I'd be eating those at the at Louis. At Louis. <laughs> oh. I'd be. N- I'd never be anywhere more than like an hour. Exactly. I'd be zipping all over the planet. Are you kidding out with me? With your buddy Sylvester. Someplace. Yeah. You know, quicker to get to him. That'd be great. The, it's exhausting the, at this 100%. point. There's a theory about teleportation, though, that yeah. I don't. I don't oh, think. Oh, that your I, matter degrades. Yeah. That you. Not that you degrade. I thought you. Degrade. So the idea is okay. So the teleporter. <laughs> what basically happens is it reassembles, it takes you apart in the, on the molecular level mm-hmm. and reassembles you at the other place. Yep. But it does so using molecules from over there. So it's not the same molecules. It's basically like making a copy of you. So technically speaking, you die and are replaced by an exact copy. That's okay. Ooh, at my wow. age, I don't care. <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> be another... Just another version of myself. Maybe I'd be a better version of myself. That's <laughs> impossible, honey. I mean, you know. You never know what's going to happen. But there's got to, I mean, because there's always talk that there's been perpetual motion. Perpetual motion is. It's, ca- cars have, that car companies have held that because they didn't want it. Physically impossible. Yeah, they don't, well, I mean, who knows? Yeah, know? supposedly I mean, there's it, been an electric ship, car. You know? There was an electric car invented before the combustible engine, mm-hmm. and it was a fabulous thing, and they didn't, for we some reason, We had electric cars in the 1800s. Yeah, but, yeah we did. I mean, all cars kind of sucked I mean, back then. What? But, like, what runs a spaceship? You know, if you're flying around, there has to be something that runs that thing. You can't be stopping for gas. Something like an know? antimatter reaction could yeah. sustain that for thousands of years. Yeah, well, you don't need perpetual energy. Is kind of like one of those things that, sure, it would be nice. But if you have the technology to do that, you have the technology to do other things a lot sooner that make it unnecessary. Because I mean, if you if you um, react even just a teaspoon of antimatter with any matter at all in the universe. You're going to get enough energy to destroy the entire planet. Yeah, that's the problem. Is you create bombs. Yeah, that is. That's the thing. Is you can't. If we found out how to make antimatter, we couldn't. We'd have to outlaw it throughout the entire world because if anyone made any antimatter at all, they'd have an atomic bomb in their palm. Mm -hmm. But you could also use that as a source of energy if you just react it very slowly. Sure. That tiny bit of antimatter could power a ship for ages and ages. So you wouldn't need something that's so far theoretically impossible. I just want the Spider-Man black suit is all I want. 
The Venom suit yeah, or the whatever. Venom suit. <laughs> or the symbiote. I put up with the angers of Venom every once symbiote, in a while, but you know, yep. it'll be fine. And then there's the whole parallel universe thing. Mm-hmm. Which I think. Wait, no, I think we're in one about? right now, personally. Well, there's well, separate there universes of... with other things going on. Yeah, like it's... depending on what choices you make, there's another universe. If you made the other choice of you existing in the life that you chose in that one. And there's like millions oh, of alternate the, um, yeah. Yeah. Uni- or parallel, theory or whatever. <coughs> parallel universes of each of us living completely different lives based on different choices. Yeah. Interesting. I guess. Mm-hmm. So there are all these different levels. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's it could be different based on like the flavor of protein yeah. drink that mm-hmm. I chose. Every or, choice you make creates yeah. collapses a wave function mm-hmm. into two different universes, mm-hmm. basically. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little far-fetched, I think. <laughs> yeah, just a little. I read a book. It was a novel, but it was called The Midnight Library, <laughs> and it was very popular. It was, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. But it was about this woman that basically has a near-death experience and then she goes into this thing called the midnight library and everything is a book and it's all parallel universes of her life (laughs) and she tries out tons and tons and tons and tons but then she like the time your time runs up because you get to choose one when you have a near-death experience you get to pick which life you want to choose it's interesting i guess yeah yeah. the superconductor thing is all over twitter if we're going to make any fantastic alien technology it's going to be a room temperature superconductor but i think we're still a ways away from that well 12 hours ago the breaking news was dutch scientists reproduce and verify room temperature superconductor lk99 well if we make a room temperature superconductor things are going to get a lot more cheap and efficient and small very very quickly. Well that's what they I are mean, saying that there would be a $50 MRI yeah, and exactly. uh, transportation would completely change. Yeah, we put a I'd whole bunch of African countries out of business. Yeah. You know? I'd take We put all technology companies out of business. All existing technology would be obsolete. But there'd be different technology companies so it would just yeah, who, well, who they'd can all get just the most buy it all up. And a bunch oh, of them yeah, were going to switch thing. into that. I mean, do you see the, the sorry, it's kind of a separate thing all the tribes that are buying into pot they're all going to be just oh, ventures yeah. tomorrow. Right. Of course, they are. they've yeah. created these giant. They're going to go from American spirit to you know the greatest in weed. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow's going to be a crazy day. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about that a bit. <laughs> I'm a little tomorrow, bit like stay at home. <laughs> tomorrow is the day, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, pot is going to become legal. That might not be a great day to drive. And can we remind <laughs> yeah, maybe. It, can we remind people of a number of things? It's still federally against the law. It is, so conceal yes. and carry still a problem. Don't take it across um, state lines. You can you yeah you can't go across state lines. Don't drive you can't, with it. You can't drive. Uh, be, well, I don't, they don't really have a good it. test with it. Yeah. But also, do you know people can grow it in their house, but they theoretically can't get the seeds into the state. It's against the law to bring oh, the seeds sure, into the state. Sure. So oh. there's all these different mm. issues that are going to come up that it's are going to be interesting. Stupid. Well, how what is pot like? You know, dill where it flowers and then yeah. that's how you. Yep. Okay. It's yeah. Just, so yeah, what's any plant you can do it? Well, it's but a, I mean, a, like uh, I'm just... annual, right? But those are the plants that flower and then die. Yeah. And then yeah. In Colorado, okay. the number of people that were arrested for selling actually went up because the dispensaries were trying to cut out the competition. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where does it flower? What do you mean where? I'm On trying to just think of... No, it's like a... 
Yeah, it's yeah. a plant so that has a big bunch of buds from? on the top. <clears throat> I need to look into this. It never... looks a lot like a bush. I know that. No. So it's going to be interesting know. tomorrow. <laughs> but don't go. Don't drive it into Iowa because you can go to jail for 30 days if they find mm, it. Really? Yeah. 30 days? Yeah. 30 well, days. Drive yeah. on it because it's a shithead thing yeah. to do. So, so well, what, what are they going to do about the medical marijuana people? Are they just going to go out of business? Well, probably just turn into yeah, regular transfer probably into regular dispensaries. Well, so you have up to what two pounds in your house. Yeah, you yeah. will still like you will still be able to have your prescription and fulfill your prescription mm-hmm. because you dispensaries have it aren't going specific. to be covered by insurance for one. Yeah, no, because you got it still cash because exactly. you can't use federal bank. Oh, yep, exactly. Right. Weird. Yep. I'm looking at a marijuana plant and this is not at all what I thought it looked like. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, the mouse can be interesting. Because you always just see the le- the yeah. little hand-looking leafy mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that's like what you think of right, but yeah, it doesn't right. even really look like that it's like no, a bunch of weeds yeah and it's Hence just stacked up on this weird mm-hmm. flowering mm-hmm. thing there's a lot of buds on it too tons of buds and that's I what you actually so, yeah. smoke you yeah, don't right. even smoke the leaves no. right. so the leaves are no 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 i thought the leaves were what you they used to, that used to be the slang word for it is bud is bud yeah, yeah. well yeah. i know but yeah. why do people always emblazon the the leaves. Because it's the just leaves on everything. It just it's looks just a symbol. symbol. Looks better than a flower, yeah. I guess. I mean, well, the Andy, bu- yeah, Google, it's not a pretty plant. Google so, marijuana flower, and you're going to be like, what? You started doing commercials for it yet? For pot? No. Yeah, nobody's come forward yet. I haven't yet. heard from anybody yet. It's cool Papa Bell here. Cool Papa Bell talking <laughs> oh, about yeah. the weed I've been hitting for a long time. <laughs> it's weird. I'll get that going. It doesn't even look like the five-leaf thing I'm that everyone talks about. I've been misled my whole life. Yeah. But yeah, we used to get a lot of car accidents on what is it, uh, oh. 420. Oh God, so, sure. Oh, yeah, we get surprising. we'd get a decent number from that day. There's a very uh, persistent, so we'll dangerous myth that says that you're not more dangerous driving while high. Well, there's you some hundred percent think they're more they're more tuned yeah they're like, oh, I'm more focused. better driver. You high. just think you're more focused because <laughs> weed makes you more a moron. Right. Well, your re- your reflexes can't be better. No, well, it's no. like people who it's like. Oh, I'm not drunk. I can drive. They only or think walk. that they can drive because they're <laughs> 10 drinks in and their brains aren't working. Yep. You know, we doesn't exactly increase your IQ when you're on it. Yep. No, it's uh, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be interesting as they try to figure it out. And then they've got these issues on where you can smoke it, and there's cities that are passing ordinances saying you can't do it in parks, you can't do right, it in public. Right. But there's other places you could probably do anywhere the hell you want. So. Yeah, it's going to be over the next few months. I feel like there's going to be some like troubleshooting mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Of like, oh, I can't do it here, but I can do it here. Well, I mean, Colorado's had it forever. Why don't we just, you know, have, if they haven't figured out, we're not going to figure it well, out. Well, they, they, they didn't model all of it. Plus, the other interesting thing about it is they passed as part of the bill that they're going to be expungements for all these past charges that oh, people sure, had. Yeah. But the BCA never apparently tracked them by pot. So it's going to take forever for the BCA to go find the old files because they've just got them as drug charges, not as oh, pot yeah, charges. Right. And so it's oh, going to be just yeah. a mess that on how people get expunged and what happens there. But so. why do they get expunged when, it, when they did it? It was illegal. I know, because that, makes no that was sense. just part of the legislation. Well, because the, the, the theory is you shouldn't have something like that play a role in where you live or be used as points against you if it's now legal. You know, I don't And it's like a saves taxpayers money. Yeah, theoretically over time. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, here's the problem that I have with the whole thing. It's like 
You're going to have two pounds in your house. Well, why are you encouraging children to smoke? Well, it, and minors aren't it, minors aren't. Well, I mean, anybody allowed, but minors aren't allowed in under the statute. I mean, the statute didn't open it up for minors. But why why encourage anyone to smoke anything? Uh, yeah, smoking. They should just make. They should have not made the smoking legal. To yeah. be honest, but they're going to tax the hell. I mean, they're going to make what money. Well, yeah, medical yeah. marijuana is incredibly expensive compared is, to growing yeah. a couple of plants is, in your yeah. backyard and yeah. having and a, it's, a it, supply. And it's. I mean, it's your choice if you're going to smoke. Yeah, if you want to kill yourself, that's, go ahead. That's the problem. I mean, Tom, yeah. you've been taking medical. Whatever no, gummies or whatever yeah. it is that you do, it's incredibly expensive yep. compared to just buying. Oh, well, because it's, ca- yeah. it's cash, so yes, they're able is. to do all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, when I was at AAJ, which is the American Trial Lawyers, I was talking to one of the lawyers in the state that where it became legal. She had a whole story where she called up her mom, and her mom's like, "Well, we we're over at the neighbors smoking pot," and she's like, <laughs> "I knew those neighbors were bad." So then she flew in. I knew in. those neighbors were bad. She flew in, and her mom picked her up at the airport, and she's like, "Mom, what's that in the back seat?" And like, mom's like, "Well, I got stuff to make edibles," and mom was making <laughs> edibles. So she's okay, like, mom. "My mom is now Walter White," <laughs> and then later on, her mom Jeez. calls her up and goes, "Is it okay?" If I send your sister some edibles in another state, and she's like, "No, that's against law." It's like, "Oops, already did it." Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oops. Oh god! <laughs> oh, right, so what? Ha- okay, let's say you you go down to well, you go to Colorado, right? Back in the old days, not now, but you go to Colorado and you buy a bunch of stuff and you ship it back to Minnesota. That's against the law. It's against the law. You but drive what's the it penalty? back against the law. Well, you're tra- it's federal law, so if they charge you with federal law, it's, you could, you're a federal drug dealer. I mean, they could hit Ooh. you with all sorts of penalties. And if you're driving across South Dakota with it, yeah, not good. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to put us on the map, read these and let me know what you think. Okay. Flagship Ford, drive a lot, save a little. Flagship Ford, you think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford, the largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford, there is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Not I remember good. driving to Colorado years and to years and Coors? years ago to get Coors beer <laughs> oh, yeah. and oh, hiding yeah. it all over the place because we were so afraid of the cops <laughs> pulling us over and going to for Coors beer. But if you get pulled over, you got to always have that 12-pack ready for them to grab. And they'll grab the 12-pack and they'll go away. So it's like a bribe. It was, was it, it was illegal oh, to that's, bring cores? Why was it illegal? What the? It's a taxation. Yeah, it's taxation primarily, and you're moving over the line. But you bought it in Colorado, yeah, paid the tax evasion. on it. Why yeah. can't you go wherever the hell but you, you want? But you have the loose cop pack. That's the Rhode Island way you do it. Oh, you always so have I the didn't loose know about pack. the bribery pack. <laughs> Rhode Island used to have days that's where terrible. It, you could pay your ticket the day of the ticket at the scene with cash. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. So they'd pull you over, you'd pay them, and it was done. Yep. Tell me that was like the greatest well, day for those the, guys. Think the Eden government Prairie, ever saw the money. <laughs> the Eden Prairie cop that pulled me over the d- other day did not get a bribe, and I did not get a ticket. Speeding? Mm, no. Yes. I guarantee you, that cop was a listener. <laughs> Officer Mulvaney, yeah. call in right now. Yeah, that's KQ. I guarantee that's a, a KQ listener. discount, or the t- at least the Tom Bernard <laughs> exactly. discount. It's like, oh, you're a friend of Tom's. <laughs> So. Well, I was on a. I was not. I, I never speed through a residential area. Like well, apparently, never. never is an improper use of the oh. word. Not in a residential area. This was all like warehouses. Oh, it was. Okay. A, it's a big, wide road. You okay. would think it would be, you know, thirty-five miles an hour. Well, yeah, I still I've was definitely going gone down so. roads where I'm <laughs> well, like, like, well, this is obviously a fifty-five, but yeah. then it turns out to be like a forty-five. It's like, why yeah. is well, this forty-five? Would you guys have cars that tell you the speed limit? On? Not always. Sometimes it My doesn't know. Doesn't. Well, sometimes your it's car accurate. Tell you your speed sometimes limit? it's accurate. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it doesn't know. What was it accurate with the stop or not? I did not look at it. Well, because you have to driving his speed mobile. That I know that's that's a scary ridiculous. car. That's why I could never drive your car because oh, I, I would I would be in jail. You look down and you're like, holy shite! Yeah. What am yeah. I doing? I had a roommate that brought home when he used to he used to work at Art Goebbels. Oh, sure. And so he used to bring cars home. And one day he brought home this Mustang, and I went one block and I had it up to ninety. It's like oh, no, yeah. no, I had to give him the keys. Yeah. No, Mike cannot no. play with this toy. Well, no. I'll tell you honestly, Catherine, on the way to work this morning. I'm not saying I did. I'm not saying I didn't. I do not deny or admit. But the speed limit on that part of our road is 30 miles an hour. Yeah. And I just glanced down, and I was doing 45. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was doing 30. Well, that car, that EV, I don't know. I've heard this. It just does not feel like you're going fast. No, it doesn't. There's something about... It just feels sort of weightless when you drive. Yeah. There's no cars. like engine rumble. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the vibration is a, it's a form yeah. of feedback. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's yeah. really weird. You just don't feel the road kind of like. Yeah. Although yeah. we had an electric car in Virginia, and I really liked driving it. It was the closest to a clutch, just the way you control yeah. this. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yep. The 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 accelerator. accelerator that yep. was really that was really cool. Once I figured out how to use the accelerator. That was a that was a little little test there. But I am warning. Well, you take people. your foot off and it stops. Didn't know that. Well, see, yep. his doesn't. You take your foot off the brake, yeah, uh, off the gas, and it just coasts almost the same speed. Yours coasts. Yeah, if you t- if you Not tap really, no. the brakes, yeah. I think it does. I think it does too. If you tap the brakes, even 
a whisper. Yeah. It's like, ah! yeah, you go ass like over a tea kettle practically. That's when I drive, I'll feather it so I can, you know, go around yeah. curves and stuff. And you can't do that in an electric car, but you can do lots of things in an electric car. Yeah, they are really like interesting to drive. I like them. them. I literally, I, I said, God, no wonder Catherine got pulled up. I had no idea I was going that fast. I know, you have to watch it. You do. Yeah. You Especially in that constantly. neighborhood. There's a lot of people walking with dogs. Yeah. Be yeah. careful. Yeah. Slower yeah. down. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't do it on purpose. I won't be doing it anymore. Although I walk my dog out there all the time, and they're all going 50 and a 25 mm -hmm. mile an hour. And they're not so electric they vehicles, don't care I'll at tell all. you that. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's true. Um, did you ever ask Doug? You should remember to ask him. There might be, like, a warning when you're going a certain speed limit on some of the some of the They're more probably, advanced cars have some sort of a oh yeah probably sort of yeah. A ding I know, like or something chevys you can set a thing mm -hmm. that it's like if you're going over 40 it beeps at you or yeah. like well, you, just you any set time it over 40 or in the speed zone you right. set it knows the speed limit within 10 oh yeah and you set the yeah that thing would be a nice to thing ding. to have in melissa's brother's car it knows the speed limit and its cruise control will adjust itself based on the speed limit really and it also will keep itself within the lane oh yeah so when yeah, he's doing that when he's doing like road trips he barely has to even interact with the car for long stretches what's his it's, car i don't know it's cool. some suv that thing where you're coming up behind a car and it slows you down because yeah, it has it too close. Yeah, I love that. Like, wow. That's my really car cool. has that, but I don't like it because it literally is like a half a mile before the next mm. car. You so can change it usually. You can, yeah. I don't know Mine how can. I looked at the... Mine can. The I'm sure man. yours Mine's can. Mine's a lot older than your car. Okay, because it's way too far. So I, I end up just always having pulling back. People so cutting many in front people of you. in front yeah. of me, and then yep. it keeps on pulling back and pulling back, and I'm like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Then I'm yes. back to where I started. Oh, it's not good, <laughs> for, it's not good for, like, really heavy traffic. It's not working. No, it's not good. I wouldn't use it for heavy traffic. Well, there's always heavy traffic. Well, yeah. sure, that's why you don't live near the city. Well, even driving across the country, I didn't get to use it that much because there's always traffic. There's mm. just a very rare time oh, where there's nobody on the road anymore. We're driving to Kansas City in a few weeks. So oh, it's yeah. like a seven-hour drive. Mm -hmm. Missouri. Yep. Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm interested to see what that is. You can go to Arthur Bryant's like. while you're... Oh, no, you wouldn't. No. Nope. Oh, well, you can get some nice cornbread. And... There is no barbecue on the schedule. Wow. No. What? Arthur Bryant's is the in greatest Kansas in the world. There's no... The well, best barbecue in America. I'm not going to eat barbecue. And I'm with a bunch of, <laughs> and I'm with, there's th four couples going. So three others. Mm. And two of the women are like, I'm not really, I don't really care about barbecue. I don't know. Get away from them. Yeah. Run away. And I They're don't eat barbecue. So, yes. Yeah. And They're I think horrible and the guys, get away from them. The guys are, oh, well, no, we are going over to, because one of the guys is from Kansas City, and we're going over to his parents' house on the Thursday, and they're doing a big barbecue thing at their house. Wait a minute. Are they Chiefs fans? Get away gotta be, yeah, they got to be Chiefs Get away from them. No, it's gonna, you're going to be surprised what a pretty city that is. That is, is a beautiful city. Yep, Kansas City is. Missouri. Indeed. Uh, lots of pretty parks. There's, there's a big right. rose garden there right in the middle of the city. Well, it's supposed to be about 112 degrees during the day. Mm -hmm. So we were going to like go mini golfing at this museum and do all these outside things. And then the guy that was do from Kansas City was like, don't do that. Do it in the morning. And the guys are in a bike race all day Saturday. When outside. are you going? In a couple weeks. 
It's not going to be in the hundreds in a couple of weeks. I don't it might. might. It might I think be. It, I think it's going to be still the dog August. days of summer yep. is yeah, like August. still August. Yeah. Yep, still yeah. August. I remember growing when we moved here. I remember August being hotter than July yep. by mm-hmm. far. Well, not yeah, being yep. able to sleep yeah. in that attic. Yeah, that's true. Attic yeah. bedrooms. Yep. Oh my God! Mm. Just laying on the floor with a pillow with a fan on you, <laughs> trying to to sweat. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much true. Well, I tell you, we we get we solved all we solved the pot problems, we solved the speeding problems, we solved all, everyone's problems. Solved mm-hmm. them all. Yeah, yes, we didn't just talk solved. about them. We problem solved them. A problem solving podcast. Even believe it. Did you guys so. see that? Are we done? What time is it? We got five minutes. We got five minutes. Did you guys exactly. see the Cardi B thing? No. no. What did Cardi B do? She was singing, oh. and somebody pelted her with a drink oh, yeah. again. Oh, yeah. and she throws her mic at him. Oh. Good. Wow. Stop saying, but. The song kept going. Okay. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> she wasn't singing. Song. Of course well, she, she wasn't. She cannot sing. I'm sorry. Okay. The woman well, she's can't. Rapping. She's yeah. well. She can't even do that. It sounds terrible. Unless she is highly synthesized, mm-hmm. she is not good. Wow. Yeah. Um. Well, her voice is just even when she's talking, you're like, what? Yeah. It is happening. Did you hear about the guy that spent fourteen thousand dollars on a like realistic looking collie suit? Yeah. Oh, that guy, this is a collie now. Yeah. The guy who's like a collie. Yeah. He went out on his first walk in his collie suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those light back legs a little long. <laughs> oh. It's, it's like a, you should Google it. It's weird. Yeah. Let it me see if like I can a, find it. A collie suit. Now, where that was this? That cannot be comfortable walking around on your hands and knees forever. No, it's crazy. Well, I don't. Uh, I don't know I don't that remember. he thinks he. It, it's a Japanese man. Yeah. Here course. he is. Custom made collie here dog he is. costume. That's that's the dude that's one in guy. the middle. Yeah, it's the dog. It's a guy. That's him. That's him. Yeah, yep, in the little oh suit. Oh my god. Yep. And you gotta see like, it, does he, I've seen I'm, it. I'm curious because it's like, does he think he's a collie, yes. or I don't know. is it just like a I want to be silly question. and look like a collie? <laughs> I, who knows? Why do you think of it as that everybody has to be so special now in the world? They got to stand it's out. Dumb. Because there's too it's many dumb. people on the planet. That's and what it is. I will something. The nails look fake. Yeah, well, do they? The I nails would imagine. Look, I, what on the earth? Jude has a pretty good life, though. So he sure does. Who knows? Yeah, sure. I would be a dog if I could Jude's be. Off today. I don't know. You got to eat the same thing every day. That's true. Lick the ground if you want to get extra. But the amazing thing is that he got the attention that he was looking for. He sure yeah. did. Got well, it. Maybe, yeah, maybe got he just wanted Google. to go viral, and now he'll just have a YouTube channel and makes or mm-hmm. a TikTok. But what does he do? He doesn't talk. He just yeah, barks. Like he just acts well, yeah, like it's a prob- dog. Probably all the reactions of people That's petting him. And 100%. Yeah. It's all about attention. Well, it would be so creepy if is, I was out it? on a walk, and I was like, oh, your dog's so pretty. Oh, Can God, I pet I would, your dog? Yeah. And it's like, it's actually a person. One is he walking off around on his own? Obviously, because it's a on a leash, the one I saw. Okay. Because if I saw a collie just wandering around, I would try to catch it yeah. and call animal control or whatever, you know. Like, He's in a cage. I would try to catch it and I'd bring it home and I'd be like, hey, does you know anybody, greatest... is anyone missing a collie? For me, the greatest thing of that whole deal is a dog comes at me and starts talking to me. But I can't understand him because he's speaking Japanese. <laughs> I mean, yeah. think Where about did this that. Japanese collie come from? <laughs> Go with well, that. I, I don't know what you're saying, dog. <laughs> Sorry, I don't speak Japanese. 
Poor dog. Yeah. That was one of it's a well, language barrier. Chris Farley's best lines. I don't speak Japanese. I don't speak. Remember he was on the yep. Japanese game show? Right. <laughs> I shouldn't be on a Japanese yeah. game show if you don't speak Japanese. I thought he was wonderful. He was great. Oh, Farley was amazing. He was unbelievable. But he liked, family. liked his drugs. Oh, he, he certainly, certainly did. He liked a lot of things yeah. that were not great for him. A lot of excess. Mm-hmm. A lot of food. Sure did. Oh, I suppose it's true. Um, I'm going to bring this up only because we only got about three minutes left of the show. But now, so far, they've reported three people have left their shows on two of them on Good Morning America. Uh, Michael Strahan and what's the woman's name? Hoda Kotb. Yeah, Hoda Kotb. Oh, that's right. Oh, Hoda left. So Strahan left. I'm guessing it's budgets. That's what they're saying. I'm guessing it's budgets, and they're just not going to work for less than ten million a year or something. Yeah, hope so. Then you got yeah, because you could drive a car through those front teeth. Yeah, poor Michael Strahan. Don't you think it's got to be budget stuff? I mean, these shows aren't making the money that they used to. What's interesting is all three people who have been let go or left are black. That'd be true. Yep, that would All be true. All three of them. Well, when most of the staff is black, that Yeah, that's makes the sense. thing. It's well, like, even if there's yeah. a budget cut. Mm-hmm. Like when they took Blackish off that. TV. It was all black actors. I loved Blackish. <laughs> it was a great show. I thought that was a yeah. great show. And then they tried to do a different one, but that one won very good. Yeah, that one didn't. Oh, that we are watching, yeah, we are watching in, Aus- well, no, it's Tasmania. Where is Tasmania exactly? Does it's New Zealand. You're Australia. Oh, is it Australia? Oh, that's right. But is it an island off of Australia? Yes, it's a very small little island. I thought it was off of New Zealand. Well, I mean... Off of Australia, off of New Zealand. Same, same, same. same. Yeah. Okay, we're watching this. Oh, my it's, God. It's a feminist noir show. Okay. It's hilarious. It's Where called Deadlock. Were you watching it? Where are we watching it? Netflix? It's either Netflix or Prime. Yeah. Oh. Did you watch John Wick yet? No. Come on. Three get hours long. Get on it. Three hours get, long. You have three hours all the time. Oppenheimer and Barbie and all of them. I'm going to watch. I'm not, why are you going to watch Barbie? Why would you watch Barbie? Yeah, but yeah, Oppenheimer, I do want to see. Yeah. Well, I was asked today, Alex. Wait, nobody, you think your dad nobody will is think listening great. to the significance oh, yeah. of true. Tom oh. Bernard liking a feminist noir yeah. show. That's true. <laughs> that is surprising. I, I did pass this that This is huge. This is huge. The combination doesn't make sense. Feminist noir. Well. It's like saying vegetarian fantasy. It's like. Whatever. I mean, that's, I don't know what I'm calling it. Hey, nothing. vegetarian fantasy. It, going a, to the restaurant Planta was a vegetarian yeah. fantasy because yes. I could eat everything on the menu. Yes. It's like Love. the knight kills the dragon, but then he doesn't eat it because he's a vegetarian. What did we have that was so good there? <laughs> there you go. Nachos. The nachos were fantastic. Where? Nachos? Planta. Planta. That was on plant-based nachos? Yes. Oh, so no, good. No, you'd be surprised. They were nachos are plant-based. So good. No cheese. I would not be surprised. Oh, so it's vegan. Yeah. Plant based. We'll close with that. We'll close with that. If I gave those to you, you would not know. Yeah, I don't know. But why do you want to eat something that tastes like something else? Why not just eat something else? There you go. Good question. Well, that's what Alex says. That's why she doesn't eat fake meat. Right. It's like if I don't want to eat meat, I'm not going to eat meat. Yeah. So yeah, that's one thing I never thing. Because nachos are basically. And they Mostly are mostly vegetarian. I mean, you can make them vegetarian. You can just throw some beans and. Some... Yeah, I eat vegetarian yeah. nachos any day. I wouldn't eat yeah. vegan nachos mm-hmm. because you don't have your cheese, and I guess that's. Oh, it. they make some sort of cream. Yeah, it was like a nut. It was a nut based. Yeah, it was a nut based cheese, steak. quote unquote, yeah, sauce, and it was really good. Cool. It was like really good. healthy for cool. you, cool. more cool. fiber. Orange whip. Yeah. Orange whip. Orange, orange whip. For, for orange whips. Orange whip. Yeah. What the hell is orange? John Candy on Blues Brothers. Exactly. Orange whip. Orange whip, orange whip, orange whip, four orange whips. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. that is going to do it for today. We will talk to you tomorrow. There we go.